Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Whitley, and you're tuned in to another Wondering Whitley session. Uh, so what I want to get on here tonight and talk about, first of all, I hope y'all weekend has been good. It's a Sunday night, the night that I'm recording this. Um, and so, yeah, this weekend Zoom Bob, it was pretty good. Um, but what I want to get on here and talk about today is understanding what we need to actually grow and maximize our potential. And I was thinking about this last night. I went to go help a friend, uh, a vendor. She does these different types of events where she sells her jewelry. And so sometimes she asks me to come out and come help her. And I always love doing it because one, she pays me. Two, I get to meet a lot of different people. Three, like usually the events she bring me to are super fun, super dope. Um, like yesterday was a bikers convention. I've never been to one of those. So it was, it was amazing. It was this huge party and people just grown people just having fun. So it was just super amazing to see. Um, but for some reason it crossed my mind, the need for other people in our lives to hold us accountable to the person that we want to be or the things that we say or the ideals we're trying to keep as routine disciplines in our lives. And I was thinking about that just being at a party and just seeing a lot of adults who are there in these, these clubs, you know, and and I'm I'm looking out and they have like uh, their jackets or their vest, their biker vest to represent certain organizations. Like there were biker clubs from Houston, San Antonio, Austin. There were a few from Dallas. The one who was hosting it, they're from Dallas, but they brought out all of these different people. Like it had to, it was hundreds of people there. And to see them with their different vest, and then you'll see them in this huge ballroom when the party got started. They'll be like in these cliques, and then they'll come together when certain songs come on. It was like being at a Greek party. They had their little dances and stuff they did. There were even women biker groups, and I thought that was super amazing. I had never seen anything like that. But it reminded me of the sorority I'm in and how... You know, when I was going through our process to become a a Delta, just having other women around me that held me accountable, that I had to be accountable to. Like if I didn't show up in a certain area, everybody, you know, everybody, uh, you know, had to deal with my mess up. If I didn't come to an event on time, everybody, you know, had to deal with that. If somebody didn't do their part to plan for an event that we were throwing on campus, like everybody was affected. So when you're a part of an organization, you really learn our actual need for other people. And for some reason that dropped on me last night, just looking out in this party and seeing them be a part of this group. Cause I'm pretty sure it looked like these people had become family and they had known each other from years, just from conversation I was hearing when I would walk past. Of course, I took my camera. So I was there as the unofficial <laughs> photographer and videographer, as I always am. And, you know, just kind of hearing them reconnect or the things that they were talking about or them seeing other groups that they're close to in different districts or different areas. You know, and I can imagine 
you know, they they've been with each other through different life experiences. And I also like seeing they had like one, two, three or four people who you can tell were of the newer generation, because a lot of the, the groups they had like, you know, older men and women part of it. And then you'll see like somebody who looked like they in their late 20s that it's like, oh, they must just joined or got inducted. But how they probably are looking at it like a, a sense of mentorship and they're just now trying to see this camaraderie. This may be their first convention, you know, so they're all started out like, whoa, what did I join? But yeah, this 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 idea of accountability and our need to have people around us who can hold us accountable is very important to our growth. And the reason I think this conversation is important is because one, for myself, I know that I can be a loner. I know that I consider myself pretty disciplined. I consider myself somebody who can really focus in and hone in on something and really get the job done. If I want something, I'm going to go get it. But I have my weaknesses. I, I have my weaknesses like everybody else. There are areas that I just, I want to be super disciplined in and I feel like I am. But there are times when I fall short, especially if I know like somebody's eyes are not on me or nobody's going to tell on me or somebody may not find this out. I've, I've fallen short and I can fall short. And I thought about this last night being at that party and I was like, see, that's why I it's important to me. And I've been on this journey for about a year and a half, two years of really identifying my core friend group and making sure that they even know, you know, I want you to call me out on my stuff. Or if you hear me say something that's just out of line, whether I agree with you or not, you know, I'd rather you say something than let me be you know, out there just not even giving a thought to it. And the reason this has become important to me, and I started talking like this probably like two years ago, is because I don't think I can grow with people who co-sign my foolishness or people who, you know, are yes women or yes men. I don't think I can grow with people who don't have standards for themselves and they allow themselves to fall at every whim and they don't have any discipline. Um, I don't think I can grow with people who I know won't call me out when I'm wrong, won't be like, hey, Whitley, no, that was kind of messed up. That that wasn't okay. And, um, and be able to do that in love. And the reason I think that's important for me is because I know the levels I want to go to. I know the type of excellence I want to operate in. I understand how far I want to go. And God may have some a bigger vision than even I can articulate or imagine. And one thing that I want when I get to certain places in certain rooms is that I don't want to fall short at my height. It doesn't, it, it doesn't, I mean, at my peak. And it doesn't mean that I'll get to a place where I'm never making mistakes because that's non-existent. But it just means, and I've touched on this before, is that I I don't want to get to a place where I'm exposed to a lot of people or I have an audience following me or I'm 
saying and talking about one thing or encouraging people in this direction. And so people have formed an image of me. People have, you know, they think of me in some some way or some shape, some form um, based on what I'm articulating or based on what I talk about or what I, you know, kind of advocate for. And then I'm exposed to all these people. And then one day, you know, they catch me being a fraud to what I'm talking about. Like I'm living a double life or something. And I think sometimes it can be those little things that if not nipped in the bud, they can become big things later. And that's just something I've seen in my journey as I'm growing that I've had to work on. Like if I say I'm doing this, then actually be about it. I remember uh, one guy I was dating, I told him early on, like, hey, you know, I'm going to wait till marriage to have sex. And we end up having sex super early. He probably like, this girl trying to look classy and she really trashy. <laughs> but that, you know, I'm sharing with y'all with this because this was the real. My intentions were good. I wasn't doing that to manipulate him. I wasn't at that time. I hadn't had sex in two years, but you know, like I was very interested in him. I, I'd known him for a while. Like, so when we started dating, you know, I, I wanted to be touched. Like that was the real, you know, and I, you know, I fell short, but I had articulated something that I didn't have the discipline to really sustain. And so I put myself in a situation where I was easy, easily susceptible to falling short, you know? And that's something I look back on that, that's just one example, but I've done that in, in my career. I've done that in relationships. I've done that in friendships where I've said something or I said I didn't do something or I said I was about this and then I was exposed for doing something else, even if it was just a slip up. And that is the importance to me of having people around me who will hold me accountable as I hold myself accountable. I remember I really, really struggled with smoking weed, y'all. Like I really did. Like I still don't think smoking weed is bad. Like, you know, sometimes I think about doing it every now and then. I don't think it's a, a bad thing, I, but for me, it was a habit, like something that I was doing every single day. And as I began to start teaching and getting real invested in what I'm doing, I'm like, uh, and just thinking about my body and my longevity, I was like, uh, this is just not a habit that I want to have every day. Like, this is not something that I want to spend my time doing, spend my money doing. Again, I don't think it's bad, so I'm not judging anybody who do. It's just for me and where I want to go, what I want to do, um, the the kids, the students who will be connected with me, the line of work that I do. It's just something I don't want aligned with my personal brand. And so I didn't want to be doing it behind the scenes as a regular habit, you know, but then you know, coming off in a way like I'm, you know, pristine clean. And I'm not saying that, you know, it's like people who smoke cigars. I'm not saying like you can't do it every now and then or anything like that. I just know for me, I didn't want it to be a daily habit. And it was a daily habit for me. And so I remember at one point living with one of my homegirls. And I was like on this 
rave like, oh, I'm going to stop smoking. I ain't going to do this. I ain't going to do that. Like, I'm really committed to this. And then all of a sudden, I started tiptoeing outside, smoking here and there, sometimes smoking before I went to work, you know, all of that. And I know she saw it or whatnot, you know, and I think she, I think at one point she asked me about it. And I was just like, you know, well, I'm just doing it for right now. And I remember talking to her later on, like, hey, I think I have a problem. First of all, I had to admit that I had a problem. Like, I had to admit, like, this thing got a stronghold on me. And if you've heard me say, like, this is something I want to stop, I don't want as a habit, and you see me spiraling back, like, say something like don't be afraid to hold me accountable and I remember her message to me was like well you know I think we should be able to hold ourselves accountable and I said well you're right but this is me holding myself accountable is realizing that I need an accountability partner and I think that was the first time too where I articulated that I need help in this area like I need to know somebody's eyes is on me And it was crazy because after I told her, if you see me, you know, about to start smoking or spiraling again, say something. I really didn't even have a desire to do it because I didn't want her to feel like my mom. Like, I, you know, I didn't want to feel caught up. So it was almost like telling her, hey, I want you to say this to me if you see this. You know, if you see me going in this direction and you know my goal, you know what I'm trying to commit to. And I'm not putting all the responsibility on you because at the end of the day, it's on me. But even if you just say something one time, like, hey, what's going on? I see you, you know. And at that time, I was going through a lot emotionally, you know, I was going through a lot. But neither here nor there, I had to understand that was the first time I think I even understood that, you know, I need people to hold me accountable too. Sometimes my discipline, you know, will waver and I need sometimes just to know somebody is watching me and they actually going to say something or they going to do something about it or the consequences are going to be enforced. Because the scary thing is sometimes our consequences are not immediate from the things that we're choosing to do. So we think that we just good with it and then those consequences show up later. We like, dang, I wish you know, somebody would have said something. Whereas, you know, if you have that person watching you there, they can stop that, you know, kind of break that pattern. Look at some of these celebrities who have had massive careers, like major success in, in their indiscretions are coming up at the end of their life, at the end of their career. And everything that they, they've done has been tarnished. All because, you know, and, and it's not abdicating them of any type of responsibility, but it's like, dang, what nobody around y'all to say, hey, man, this ain't cool. Hey, man, you need to go to therapy. Hey, man, you need some help. Or, no, nah, I don't think you should do that. I don't think this woman's safe. I don't think you should trip. Like, you know, like it wasn't nobody around. And this doesn't abdicate them of their responsibility to discipline themselves to get the help that they need, but also to know that I'm pretty sure they were surrounded with people who knew something was off or what or they knew and aware with what they were doing and it wasn't right and they said nothing probably they had to have 
you know, even if it was, if you do this again, I'm going to call the cops on you or I'm going to let the authorities know, you know, to, to even be that friend, <laughs> you know, to go that far if it's that serious. But um, oftentimes we have to feel the consequences and sometimes we just need to feel the consequences coming, you know, um, and I'd rather feel them coming and recognize it early like, hey, this is a problem. This is not something I want to do regularly. This is not something I want as a habit. This is not something I want to be a part of, but I also need help in this area. I need help to stay on track you know yes i can do this by myself but sometimes it just helps to know that somebody is watching to know that you'll be held accountable sooner because again when you don't feel like those consequences are immediate or that you can keep getting away with it you're gonna keep doing it that's just that's just human nature you're gonna keep doing it imagine if you uh, at your job they keep on paying you two hundred dollars extra every single week and it's really an error in the system you're not gonna look at that check and be like uh yeah let me go tell them and be honest about it i don't know who would i know i wouldn't and i feel like i'm a pretty honest person i wouldn't i just be like i'm gonna be like that's something they should have caught that's the system now if they short me on my check i'm gonna be up in the hr office but if they giving me extra every week mum's the word that's on y'all to catch that. So we 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 naturally as humans are going to take advantage of something that feels good and we don't feel like there are immediate consequences to what we're doing or we know the consequences but it's hard for us to kind of feel you know the repercussions of them because they may be so far away or sometimes we may get away with it. Like I'm pretty sure these celebrities that I was just talking about Look, look, they, the, the allegations that's come out on them, they were doing that early on in their career, 15, 20 years ago. And here they are, you know, um, so you always going to reap what you end up sowing. But they kept doing it multiple times and, and kept engaging with it, allegedly, whatever, um, because they couldn't feel those consequences immediately. Whereas if they had somebody around them to say, Hey, I see you, they probably would have stopped. And even if they had to go as far as I'm a, I'm a call the people on you. I'm a, you know, recommend you to go here or there to really help them. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, when I was going through my thing with smoking weed, like I had to do that same thing, like ask my homegirl, hey, like if you see me with this, this is exactly what I want you to do and say to me. And she was like, OK. And that was the first time like I admitted I need help in this area. I need help with being accountable. And I realized that part of holding myself accountable is also understanding when I need help to be accountable you know, yes, the onus still falls on me. I still have to practice the disciplines. I still had to position myself. But as you as somebody who's here, you see me every day. We live together. We're in close proximity. You know, we got about the same schedule of when we in and out the house. Like, I need your help with this because it's something I'm struggling with. And even just my articulation that I can't do this alone or that I need you to say something it was almost like the desire kind of dissipated because I ain't want her to have to say nothing. 
I think about one of my students that I have. He's an eighth grader. He really looked like Harry Potter to me. So it's just kind of funny. But he always doing some little stuff that I always catch him. I always catch him right before he about to do it. And I'll be like, hey, he'll be like about to run out my class, run down the hallway right before the bell ring. And I always tell him, don't go out of my class until the bell ring. Um, And in my room, I had this long hallway before you get to the door. So my desk is around the corner. And sometimes I'm still entering attendance. They'll already be lining up and some of them will try to go out of the door. He'll try to. I caught him like last week about to run down. And I was like, hey, and then he'll be like, oh, if you can't see me on the on Spotify. But I'm like, if y'all ever watched uh, Dora the Explorer, <laughs> when they say swipe or no swiping three times and he just stop and throw up his arms like, oh, that's what this student does. It's like, dude, I see you like stop it. But I'm always catching him do stuff like that. And I'll catch him right before he do it. Hey, you bet not. Come back in here. Don't do that. Don't touch that. Don't go over there. And I would just be like, what is what is up with you? But it's like that accountability piece, like him knowing I see you. And then he just stops and gives back in line. He already know he's not supposed to be doing it. So he don't give me no pushback. He don't give me no attitude, no nothing like that. Because he already know he's not supposed to do it. But he going to try. He going to try to get away with what he can get away with if he can that's human nature nobody has to teach us that because we want the easiest route possible we want the simplest life we want to live without consequences but we want free will like that's just human nature so it is my theory that if we truly want to grow i don't think i'll speak for myself i don't think i can truly maximize my fullest potential and be you know, very focused and do all the things that I want to do without a great level of discipline and focus. And discipline and focus takes a great level of accountability. One, self-accountability, but also people around me that I know are going to hold me accountable for who I say I am, who I say I want to be, the principles and values that I want to hold. And they're going to speak to that. And I understand that I need people around me who are going to speak truth to power when it's necessary. And that's why I'm the type of person like I'm getting to a place where I ain't going to lie to you. Now, I'm going to wait till you ask my opinion unless I feel like, okay, you was just telling me this and then whatever you doing don't align with that. I'm going to speak to that whether you ask me or not, because I'm a question asker. And when stuff don't make sense, I'm going to ask some questions. But then after that, like if you committed to that and it's not really like life or death with what you're doing, and I understand, too, I'm able to discern, too. Okay, well, you just got to walk that and learn your own lesson and go at your own pace with that. But sometimes it's just like stepping in and saying one thing like, hey, I thought you said this, you know, but this is what you're doing. I thought you said you wanted this, but this is what you're doing. I thought you, you know, were looking forward to this, you know, but this is what you're saying or doing now, you know, that that changed for you and just kind of sometimes bringing it to people as awareness or if somebody dead wrong and you know, they dead wrong speaking to it in that moment, you know, um, but I'm learning to balance that with myself because I told myself if I want those type of people around me, I want to make sure I'm that type of person in all of my relationships, whether it's collaborations, whether it's, you know, personal relationships, 
But I've been thinking about this even in partnerships. Like, you know, one of the things, because I just told y'all about, you know, it being hard for me when I did stop smoking regularly, it was very hard for me to stop that habit. And I don't know how many times I quit before I actually like, okay, this is a good run. It was hard. And that's one of the reasons why I I prefer a man who does not smoke as a habit. Like he don't have that habit because I know that my partner will have a great influence on me. That's somebody that I'll, you know, be sharing my intimate self with my body with my mind with he'll always be in my personal space like that that's the most influential person that can be in my life so if who's around me most and who knows me most and is able to see all sides of me at the most vulnerable and intimate times you know if he got habits that take me back to what it was hard for me to get away from, then naturally I might end up falling back into that because it's always around me. And yes, you may be listening to this where you ought to have a discipline and not do it. You just heard this whole episode. Sometimes it don't work like that. It ain't no way that you can continue to dangle meat in front of a lion. And at some point, that lion not break the rope you think you got him on to get to what you dangling in front of his face. Like it's going to want to taste what you, what you putting in, in his face. So you can't play with that level of temptation. And for me, I don't want to have to always use willpower every single day in my life to avoid certain situations. I rather just kind of avoid it and not have it in my experience. And I'm learning that about myself. And so, um, yeah, that's what I have for y'all tonight. It's just an accountability talk. Um, I'm probably going to name this the anatomy of growth because I think one of the things that we really got to understand is that we need people to grow. And once you identify the things that you need outside of other people, you know, to be able to be disciplined to the practices that you need to have in place, you also, you know, should evaluate the people who are around you And if they have the capacity to hold you to the standards that you have in your life. And of course, the whole, the whole, the slump, some of the work falls on you first. Like that's, you know, goes without question. But you also, the people who you give the most of your time to, you have to make sure they're in the area of growth. Or even if they're not in the area of growth in the same way. And at least you'll know they'll be honest with you. At least you'll know they'll speak truth to power when necessary. At least you know they not yes people. You know that they'll they'll hold you accountable in the areas that really matter um, for what you want to grow in if you invite them into that place. So I love y'all so much and I will see you on the next one.